Today, we are going to talk about drones and I'm going to share this drone with you, which is what DJI call the world's smallest drone. This is the DJI Spark. And I have some friends that have had some experience with this. I've been using it over the last few weeks. And it's a little bit of mixed reviews of whether people like this or not. A lot of people feel like it's a little bit underpowered. I actually love it. And the main reason for me is the size. And I'm going to give you a little size comparison here. This is my Phantom 3, which I've had for almost two years now. And I love this drone. I did not upgrade to the 4 when it was released. And I, full disclosure, I have not had the DJI Mavic either. So when the Spark came out, I was particularly interested because the biggest thing, and I've said this in these videos before, is it's such a production to get the Phantom into the air sometimes. And it's a bigger drone and has a look to it where a lot of people will look at at you and they're thinking oh my gosh he's going to follow me and watch me change in my window and it's spying on everybody and there's just kind of a weird perception so there are a lot of places where I just won't fly that drone because I don't feel comfortable with it but the spark on the other hand it actually gets quite the opposite reaction people see this and they come over they want to know what it is they want you to show it to them and I've been using this a lot more than my phantom since I've gotten it and so I want to talk about a little bit some of the pros some of the cons the positives the negatives we'll tear it down but first I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor today who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. You need a website. You need a place to put all of your photos, all of your drone footage, but you don't want to mess around with learning how to code and HTML and plugins and upgrades and server maintenance and all that stuff. Squarespace.com features an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites, portfolios, or even an online store. And it's as simple as if you can drag and drop a folder of images onto a web browser, you can build a gallery. It really is that easy. You start with a template, everything is fully customizable, and you get a beautiful website that works exactly for what you need to do without the headaches of any of the maintenance that goes with it. So head over to squarespace.com and at least reserve your domain so somebody else doesn't take it. Do their free trial and decide if Squarespace is right for you. And if it is, I can save you an additional 10% off of your order at checkout if you use offer code AOP. So once again, that is offer code AOP. And I want to give a special thanks and shout out to Squarespace.com for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. There are essentially four different ways that you can control the DJI Spark. And this is actually what I think makes this a very versatile drone. So if you're doing something that's kind of close range, like people shots, you're lower to the ground, you can kind of go with a really minimal setup and maybe just use your phone. Or if you need more power and more range, then you can combine it with the controller and you can change your configuration. Let's say you want to get up really high and get some kind of epic landscape going or something like that. You can change your setup depending on what you're trying to do with this drone. And so I think that's actually one of the things that makes this very useful. So the first way that you can control this is using what we call gesture mode. And this is the mode where you can have it recognize your face and it'll take off from your hand and then you can control it around like you've got the force or something and you can snap a selfie. The second way of controlling the DJI Spark is just with using your phone. You just connect to the Spark actually through the Wi-Fi and you can use the app. It has little virtual joysticks on it and you get a little more range than you do with just using gesture mode and you can do a lot more with it. Another way you can configure this if you don't want to use your phone is you can just use the controller. Now the controller is optional and it will bump your price up a little bit on this and I actually strongly recommend that if you're going to get the Spark you use the controller and I'll show you why in a little bit but this is one way to make it a little more powerful and then finally my favorite combination if you want the ultimate in flexibility is you can combine this. So basically what you're going to do is connect the drone with the remote controller and then connect that via Wi-Fi to your phone and use the app in conjunction with the controller and that's where you're going to get the most flexibility out of this. Let's talk about image quality for a second because that will be the primary concern of anybody who is a photographer or a cinematographer who is interested in getting one of these. Now, this is a $500 drone and the camera on it is in the GoPro slash cell phone territory. And having said that, 
at that price point, it is very much underpowered in terms of image quality from the other drones that DJI has to offer, even the Mavic. It is a 12 megapixel sensor and it is limited to 1080 footage, so it does not shoot 4K. Having said that though, if you look at some of the footage, it looks pretty good for 1080 and it would be nice to have that extra resolution, but what you're looking at here is even upscaled to 4K because that's what the rest of this video was shot in and it still holds up. Now, one of the things that is missing that I wish DJI would have included is some kind of log profile for video. Now, with drone footage, you're going to be dealing with a lot of varying contrast depending on the scene that you're shooting. And if you have a log profile, it helps to even that out instead of just losing your shadows all the time. And this is pretty contrasty, but even having said that, it does look pretty good. Still images are a little bit limited on the Spark as well. It is a 12 megapixel sensor, and at the time I'm filming this at least, it only shoots JPEG. There is no raw mode that you're able to do on here. Now, having said that though, if you learn how to work around some of the quirks on this, you can get really good images. One of the things that I I like to do on this is use one of the panorama modes and basically what you do is you line it up and you get it kind of in the middle of where you want your shot to be and then what it does is automatically starts rotating and going up and down and it takes nine images to put on the card that you can stitch together using Lightroom or something like that and I've had a lot of fun playing with that and you start to get a little bit better resolution when you do that but the bigger problem there is that you don't shoot raw so it's really easy to clip highlights and exposure becomes kind of something that you really need to pay a lot of attention to and so for instance the other day when I was at shooting this everything was looking really good but my clouds were getting blown out the highlights were just fading off to pure white so basically what I did was I played with the exposure a little bit and I found if you start to underexpose it a little bit you can make that trade-off and the problem is though is when you retain your highlights then your shadows start to go too dark and kind of the trade-off there is you do get some banding issues and some noise issues when you start to bring those up but all in all I think you can get pretty good results on this but again remember and I keep saying this over and over again at this price point and the fact that it's something that you have with you all the time. I won't be getting rid of my Phantom because I'll use that for more advanced things that I want to do when I need a more powerful camera on something like that. But for something that you can carry around in a small bag or even a jacket pocket and have with you and be able to just capture the moment, I think it's pretty awesome. Another big difference with your video footage on the Spark is the gimbal is actually limited to being an only a two axis gimbal. Now this isn't a big deal. All my shots tend to be pretty smooth. What you're missing is you don't get the side to side rotation and when you're going to notice this is if you're actually flying side to side and there's actually several modes that you can choose from to work on this and there is what we call sport mode which actually allows you to get about 30 miles per hour in terms of speed and gives you a lot more power in the drone but it also makes your footage a little shakier so it is nice to be able to turn that on and off but I have found that you need to be careful when you're doing any kind of side to side shooting on here particularly in sport mode because you're going to get that jerking action because it does not stabilize for that particular movement. One of the things that's very cool for shooting video on here is DJI have included access to all of the intelligent flight modes that you get on the Mavic. And this is really cool if you want to do things like be able to tap to fly or you want to be able to track a subject or even rotate around. There's a lot of versatility that you can get and it makes this very usable when you're doing stuff like that. The other thing that I really like about this is the size. And the funny thing to me about the DJI Spark is that it is underpowered in comparison with the other drones, but because they built a drone this size, it gives you a lot more versatility and flexibility in other ways that you can't get off of the bigger drones. And so for instance, this flies indoors extremely well. It's very easy to use in small spaces. If you wanna do tracking shots where you wanna go through something, it's easy to do because of the size. You don't need as big a space to fly in as you do in some of the bigger drones. And so it's just a really interesting trade-off with versatility. The biggest things for me that I hope that DJI will improve on, and I think this is the exciting thing about a drone this size, is future models of this and what 
they're going to be able to do. Things are getting smaller and they're getting more powerful and it blows my mind that DJI could fit this into this smaller package. The only complaints I have, one, the battery life is extremely short on here and uh, it's due to the size, I understand completely. So if you want to get one of these, I would recommend getting more than one battery. In fact, get as many as you can afford because you'll want to use them if you want any kind of session time out of this at all. The other things are little. The ability to shoot raw photos, I don't know if that's something they can fix in a firmware update, but the ability to shoot raw would be incredibly useful for still images because it just has a little bit problem with the limited dynamic range. And then also along those lines in video mode, being able to shoot with a log profile would be extremely helpful. Other than that, I actually am loving this thing. I'm shooting it all the time, whereas my Phantom is something you got to like kind of lug around and you got to, especially if you're doing location shooting, which is a big part of having a drone because the same place all the time is going to be the same shots. Going on location, I have to throw it in the backpack and I've got to take all this stuff and it's just this big production to do. This just goes with me and I can throw it up in the air and I can do stuff really quickly and the image quality is good enough. But again, the price point, the size, the ease of use, the versatility, these are all things that I think are going to make this very popular with people who do video and stills and want a drone to do that with. And this is where I want to hear from you. Is the DJI Spark something that you are interested in getting into? Would you like to see me do more videos on this, cover things like intelligent flight modes? Let me know in the comments. And uh, if you've enjoyed this video, please remember to like it and share it. I've got a lot of cool stuff coming up this week. We're in the middle of the artist series right now. So there are three more videos that will be released over the next three weeks where I do these short films on the best of the best of living photographers today. And so I'm really proud of those. So subscribe to the channel so you'll be up to date when those come out. And until the next video, I will see you guys then. Later. Later.